Open your Bibles again, if you would, to Psalms 91. Psalms 91, verse 1. We're taking a look at this wonderful psalm. There are three major themes in this book of, in this uh, psalm. Presence, protection, and promises. Now we talked a while last week about the presence of God and how important it is for us to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You know, in an unstable world, you and I have the safe place. The safe place is the secret place. And it's not a place that we should be getting in and out of. It's a place that where we should be dwelling in and living in at all times. Amen? So you'll find great, great, great understanding and revelation in the secret place of the Most High. So he says again in verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty or under the shadow of El Shaddai. Amen. We talked about dwelling in Him and He dwelling in us from John chapter 15 and verse 4. But what I want to center in on tonight is this. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Now when you spend time in the presence of the Lord, it changes the way that you think. Amen. How many of you think differently today than you did years ago before you were born again? Well, that's what's happening in our lives. Our minds are continually being renewed and transformed as we take the Word of God and apply it to our lives. Amen. So, it changes the way that we think. But how many of you know that there's also a language that we can learn in the Word of God? And if we dwell in the secret place of the Most High continuously, it'll change the way you talk. Amen. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you talk, and it will change the way that you walk. I mean, before you were born again, or before you really knew much about the presence of God, perhaps you grumbled and complained. But now look at you. You're part of the faith bunch. You're talking the word. You've learned a new language. You've learned the language of redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what you're doing is you're declaring God's word and you're talking about the goodness of the Lord. Now, I caught a phrase here today and I saw a glimpse of a few things that I want to share with you today. I want you to look at that first phrase in verse 2. I will say of the Lord. So he had his will involved in what he was about to declare. It's very important that you get your heart and your words in agreement. And that you will declare of the Lord who the Lord is in your life. And here's what I saw. I will say of the Lord. Have you seen anything in the word that you can say of the Lord in your life? Amen. I will say of the Lord that he is my righteousness. I will be bold to declare that he was made sin who knew no sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
I will say of the Lord, you are Jehovah Sidkenu, that you are my righteousness. Amen. Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 and help a preacher out tonight if you would. We're not going to have any post-anniversary hangovers. Amen. It's a day to shout. It's a day to pray. It's a day to be on fire for God. In 1 Corinthians, the first chapter and the 30th verse, notice this with me. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. Say it with me. I am in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus, he is in me. So it says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God or who from God has been made unto us wisdom righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I will say of the Lord, He is my righteousness. I will say of the Lord that He's my wisdom. I will say of the Lord that He is my sanctifier. That He separates me from profane things that would try to bring me down. You know, Jesus said... Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. I will say of the Lord, he is my sanctifier. But not only that, I will say of the Lord that he is my redeemer. He is your redeemer. He is my redeemer from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for you and me, he took the curse of anything and everything that you can think of that was from the pit of hell, and he is our redeemer. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now notice it doesn't say let the redeemed of the Lord think so. It doesn't say let the redeemed of the Lord believe so. But it says let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Do we have any redeemed in church tonight? So what should the redeemed of the Lord be saying? I have been redeemed. Hallelujah. You've been bought with a price. Amen. Somebody says, well, I wonder where that verse is. It's good to know where verses is. Verses are. Look at Psalm 107 verse 2. Psalms 107 and verse 2. I will say of the Lord. I'm going to say it all day long. Glory to God. He is my redeemer. Psalms 107 verse 2. Let's look at this together. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Well, I know that's true, Pastor Mark, but I don't feel redeemed. Well, join the club. It's not every day that you feel redeemed. It's certainly not every day that you feel righteous in Christ. Amen? But we're not living by feel like. We're living by faith. Amen? And if God said it, we must believe it and settle it in our own hearts. Amen? So let the redeemed... Of the Lord say so. Amen. I'm redeemed whether it look like it or not. I, you are redeemed whether you feel like it or not. Amen. 
in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Woo, glory to God. I'm going to shout it from the housetops. I have been redeemed. Amen. And then I will say of the Lord, he is Jehovah Rapha. I will say of the Lord that he is my healer. Look at Exodus chapter uh, 15, verse 26. It's important to say who he is to you regularly. Exodus, the 15th chapter, the 26th verse. Familiar verse of scripture to those of you who are in the word on a regular basis. But notice with me, it says in verse 26, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I'll put or permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted or brought upon the Egyptians. Now notice that last phrase. Let's say it together. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. In other words, I am the Lord, your healer. We are familiar with this term. He is Jehovah Rapha. Amen. Now notice with me very carefully. He did not say here that I was the Lord that healeth thee. And he did not say, I will be the Lord that healeth thee. He said, I am present tense, Jehovah Rapha. I am your doctor. I am your healer. I am your redeemer from sickness and disease. Hallelujah. Well, if he said it and I say it, that puts me in agreement with him. And if two or three are together, hallelujah, in agreement, it's going to come to pass. It's important to say these things even when you feel great. Don't wait until an attack comes to start declaring that he am Jehovah Rapha. Just lift your hands right now and say, Lord God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. You are my Savior. I am healed. Hallelujah. That's good news. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you're under attack and you haven't been declaring that, start now. Amen? But by and large, for the most part, don't wait till you're under the truck. Don't wait until the weight of disease is on you. Start getting sharp now. Start declaring now. Know where healing scriptures are. And say them. And meditate on them. And apply them to your heart. It should be coming out of our mouths on a regular basis. This verse in Matthew 8, 17. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Amen? Now, when I look at that verse, what I say many times is, I say this, what you took, Lord, I don't need to take. And what you bore, Lord, I don't need to bear. He took our infirmities. He bare our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. So he's our righteousness. Amen? He's our wisdom. He's our sanctifier. 
He's our redeemer. He's our healer. But he's also our provider. He said, I am Jehovah Jireh. I am the Lord, your provider. Amen. That's something we should be saying regularly. God provides for me every day. Try that on for size tonight. Raise one hand toward the Lord and say this. You are my God and you supply all my need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You are my provider. Amen. So you used to speak doubt, but now from that secret place, from that safe place, you begin to speak words of faith and words of truth. And what happens? It changes your life. When we come into agreement with God, it changes our lives. What this is really talking about in Psalms 91 and verse 2, let's look at it again. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge and you are my fortress. And then he goes on to say, you're my God and in you I confidently lean on and I confidently place my trust in you. Now, what happens when we do this as a consistent, regular part of our lives, the spirit of faith that's on the inside of us begins to grow exceedingly. The spirit of faith is extremely important. You know, you can learn principles of faith and you can learn steps of faith, but oh, when the spirit of faith, hallelujah, is strong in your life, there ain't no mountain that can stand in your way. Why is that? Because you've heard from Jesus that you can have what you say. I will say of the Lord, mountain, get out of the way. Mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Amen. Look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse. It talks now about this spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is demonstrated by what you believe and by what you speak. In 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the 13th and the 14th verse says this, we having the same spirit of faith. Thank God you've got the same spirit of faith that David had. Amen. I mean, when he ran toward Goliath, he wasn't running toward him with his mouth shut. Never run at the giants of your life with your mouth shut. Hallelujah. Get your mouth wide open with faith-filled words. You've got the same spirit of faith that the children of Israel had when they walked around Jericho. The same spirit of faith. Notice this in verse 13 again. But we have him, not trying to get it. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we shall speak. Amen. So once again, I will say of the Lord. What are you saying of the Lord? Amen. Are you saying of the Lord that he's bringing you down, that, you know, that he's making you sick? You know, there's a lot of people that are. Well, the Lord put this on me to teach me a lesson. Well, I see you didn't learn nothing. 
What are you saying of the Lord on a regular basis? Amen. Selah. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him, I will trust. And here's what will happen when you do that. God will cover you. Look at your neighbor and say, God God. is covering you. you. That's what verse 4 says. Notice the progression of this psalm. In verse 3, it says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. But not only that, but from the noisome pestilence. I'm not sure sure what the noisome pestilence is, but I don't want it. I don't know what the botch of Egypt is, but I sure don't want nothing to do with it. How about you? Surely. That's positive, isn't it? Surely. Surely. As you dwell and as you say, surely. You do your part and he will do his part. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will trust. His word shall be your shield and buckler. Amen. I want you to pull verse 3 and 4 up in the amplified version if you would. And let's take a look at this just for a moment. He shall cover you. He shall put you under his wings as you trust him. For then... He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Verse 4 said, Then he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust, and you'll find refuge. It's good to know that we can live safely in an unsafe world. Under his wings, we're going to find refuge. Now notice the rest of this verse. It says, His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and buckler to us. So God covers those who live in his presence. God covers people who will agree with him and say about themselves what he has said. So what does he cover us from? Amen. Thank God, aren't you glad you're covered? You know, some people get real excited about being covered by having life insurance and health insurance. And it's good to have life insurance. It's good to have health insurance. It's good to have, amen, dental insurance. But it's even better to have blessed assurance. Amen. And the word of God gives us blessed assurance. Amen. It's the best insurance you could ever have. Glory to God. It's God's homeland security system. Amen. So it says, his truth and his faithfulness shall be your shield and it shall be your buckler. What is he? Co- what are we covered from? Well, God covers us and protects us from the hidden traps of the enemy. Have you ever just been going along in your life and all of a sudden some trap comes your way? But oh, thank God, because God's got you covered. You avoid the snare of the fowler. R.W. Shambach said he's a fowler because he's always trying to foul things up. He covers us. From the hidden traps of the enemy. How about this? He covers us and protects us from deadly hazards. From sickness and disease. How about this one? Disasters. Now I've heard that in Hayward. I'm not sure. I've never seen it. But I've heard that in Hayward. There's something called the Hayward Fault. 
And people are extremely afraid of earthquakes. You'll hear, them, you'll hear, hear people talk about the big one. Well, you thought that one was big back in 1989? Huh, you ain't seen nothing yet. There's a big one coming. Well, I'm telling you what, for every big one that may come, we've got the bigger one. I said, we got the bigger one who covers us and protects us. Hallelujah. How many of you were in the earthquake in 1989? I mean, our boys were just little. It was during the World Series, the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's. It happened at about 5.14 in the afternoon. How many of you were in that one? Well, I see you're still here today. You know what that is? That's God being good to you. And if he was good to you back in 89, he'll be good to you in 2017. And if he's good to you today, he'll be good to you tomorrow. Amen. He never, ever loses his covering and his protecting power over his kids. Hallelujah. So protection, even in the midst of a disaster. How about this one? He covers us and protects us from terrorism. I'm going to say that one more time. He covers us and protects us from terrorism. I'm telling you, the plots of the enemy cannot prosper after a people who are sold out for God and are speaking God's word over their lives. Amen? We speak the word of God over this church all the time. Say it with me. I'm delivered from terrorists and all sorts of crazy people. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, you just never know. Yeah, we know. Don't tell me we never know. We know. And you shall know the truth. Come on, somebody. And the truth shall make you free. Well, you're just being cocky. No, I'm not being cocky. I'm being bold because boasting is excluded by a higher law called the law of faith. Amen? So please live that way. Live under the shadow of El Shaddai. Say of the Lord. He's my refuge and my fortress. We don't have to be afraid of terrorism. How about this? Plagues. Contagious diseases. Pestilences. Epidemics. You see, God sends out his ministering spirits to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. Amen. And that's good to know when you get on United Airlines. That's real. <laughs> that's really good to know. <laughs> when you get on Delta Airlines. <laughs> Nothing personal there, Charles. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but isn't it good to know that there's something that's holding you up greater than an airline? He's upholding all things by the mighty word of his power. Hallelujah. There comes an activation of angelic assistance for those who will dwell, those who will declare, and those who will just snuggle with the Most High God. Amen. Now, we need to to look at a couple of scriptures about angels now that I mention it. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Say with me, my angels... They are working. They're working on my behalf. 
See, angels aren't limited. They're not limited by time. They're not limited by space. That's right. Only by our words. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Look at this verse of scripture. Man, this is good. Hebrews 1 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits? That's angels. And they're sent forth to minister for who? For super duper saint. For those who never miss church. No, thank God. They're sent forth to minister for them who are what? Are you an heir of salvation? Are not you an heir of God? And a joint heir with Jesus Christ? Well, those ministering spirits, those angels have been sent forth, hallelujah, on your behalf. Then I think there's a verse of scripture over in Psalms 34. Let's look over there. Psalms, the 34th verse. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you. You know, the Lord makes you quick of a quick understanding. Say it with me. I'm quick. I'm, quick. I'm bright. I'm, bright. I'm, sharp. I'm sharp. Pretty good looking, too. <laughs> and I'm a major blessing. Don't be afraid to say you're good looking. Good looking and good cooking. Amen. Let's start in Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. That's a dwelling in the secret place. And he delivered me from how many fears? Half of them anyway. No, thank God he delivered me from all my fears. Amen. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his poor troubles. Verse 7. Read it with me. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him. Now, I want you to pay particular attention that the angel of the Lord encamps around about those that are casual in their relationship. No. no, the angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear him. And that word fear there is for those who will reverence him. For those that will honor him with their life. We could say it this way, for those that dwell consistently in the secret place of the Most High. Notice again this verse. The angel of the Lord encamps round about me. That's what I say of the Lord. And them that fear the Lord, but not only that, not only are they encamping around about you, but they deliver you. They deliver you. Now turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you as angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, and they're hearkening unto the voice of his word. 
you are speaking his word in the earth. And as they hearken unto Jesus, they hearken unto you as you speak the word of life. Amen. Amen. They're hearkening unto us. They're encamping around about us. They're ministering for us, for we are heirs of salvation. Now quickly go back to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. He'll cover you with his feathers. Under his wings you'll trust. His truth is your shield and buckler. Now notice here in verse 5. Thou shalt not be what? Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Here's what I want you to see. You shall not fear. I shall not fear. I refuse to fear. I put my stake in the ground and I'm absolutely confident that I have world overcoming faith on the inside of me and I refuse to yield to fear. Put your hands right here and say, no fear here. This is a no fear zone in the name of Jesus. I resist fear. I rebuke fear. I declare that I am fearless in Christ Jesus. See, before Jesus left the earth, here's what he said. He said, my peace I leave with you. He's given us a supernatural peace in the midst of the most tumultuous times that this world has ever seen. He said in Timothy, he said that in the last days, perilous times shall come. But we don't have to be overcome by peril. We can overcome peril because we are fearless in the face of it. And that drives the enemy nuts. When he sees your steadfastness, when he sees that your heart is fixed and established And trusting of the Lord. When he sees the fact that you are not moved by evil tidings and bad news. It literally drives him crazier than he already is. Amen. 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 My heart is established. Trusting in the Lord. Glory to God. And then verse 7, it says, A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. It's not going to come near you. Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. Because you've made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your tent. Why? Because he's given his angels a special charge over you. Now listen. To accompany, to defend, and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Glory to God. And so, we are fearless. And as a result of being fearless, the word of God says, 
that we begin to tread upon the enemy. Notice with me in verse 13. Let's read that together. Psalms 91 verse 13 says, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the drink shall thou trample underfoot. What this is, how many of you know that Satan's already been defeated? Amen? So you simply then tread him under your feet. God's given us dominion. He has designed you and he has designed me for dominion. Not to be dominated, but to dominate. Amen? Look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and we'll, we're winding down here. I can tell you you're so interested you can hardly stand it. In Genesis 1.26, notice with me, it says here in the first chapter of the book of the Bible. Amen. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea. Hey, that'd be good, good fishing verse right there. Over the fall of the air. Amen. I took dominion over the fall of the air down at Brenda's farm when I was just 20 some years old. I meant to shoot a quail, but I ended up shooting a possum. <laughs> Possums don't fly. <laughs> But nonetheless, nonetheless, I shot an owl once too. Somebody says, what does it have to do with your message? Not much. God said, let us make man in our image. Say it with me. I'm made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And I'm taking my dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. How about this? How about cattle? Anybody like beef? Anybody like steaks? Ooh, I like those marbly ribeyes. Over all the cattle and over all the earth and over, and over every creep on it. Over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Dominion. We've been designed for it. We've been created for it. So don't allow yourself to be intimidated. Don't let anything intimidate you. Don't let people, don't let what people say about you intimidate you. You're made in his likeness. You're made in his image. You're his workmanship. Don't let the economy intimidate you. You know it's going to go up and down. Look at Philippians chapter 127. We'll stop here. Philippians, the first chapter. Created for dominion. Created to take our place of authority. Not to back down. Not to back off. But to keep pressing through. And keep moving forward. Amen. Say with me, I'm not a quitter. Hallelujah. 
Philippians chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 20. Verse 28, thank you. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. That's another way of saying, and in nothing terrified by the enemy. No, not terrified. In nothing terrified by your enemies, which is to them an evident token of their doom. In other words, when you're living in him and he's living in you, it is a sign to the devil that their day is coming soon and very soon. That there's a pit that's going to open up and that turkey is going down. Amen? And nothing terrified by your adversaries. Which to them is an evident token of their destruction, but to you of salvation and that of God. Don't allow yourself to be intimidated by anything or anyone, what people say, what people think, what the government does, what the government doesn't do, what's happening in the world. You are not of this world. You are of God. I am of God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Stand up, everybody. Praise God. That's enough for tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. You shall tread... Upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample under your feet. Someone once said this, if you've got a message for the devil, write it on the bottom of your foot. (laughs) Because he is under our feet. Amen. Let's raise our hands right now and thank him for what we've heard tonight. Thank you for speaking to us through the word of God tonight. Thank you for the words of life. Glory to God. Words of life in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If I could just get a little help on the piano tonight, that'd be great. Listen, tonight, if you want prayer in an area of your life, I want you just to wave your hand at me. We'll pray with you tonight and believe God. All right. Come on up. Come on down if you would. Praise God. We're going to hear a testimony from our brother tonight. Tell us what's going on in Germany. Anyone else have a need in their life? Make your way to the front if you would. Let's believe God together. Amen. Anybody here want to be saved or filled with the Holy Spirit? Make your way to the front if you would right now. Praise God. Let's stretch forth our hands toward these. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for moving on their behalf. Thank you for touching their lives, Lord God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise right now, Lord. Glory to God. We thank you that you are the glory and you are the lifter up of their head. Thank you for moving in her life, Father. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. 
That's good. That's good. That's powers in you. Powers went in you, working, effectually working in your life. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for doing the work. Say it with me. God is all the while at work in me. Working. Working. God's at work in me. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. He's energizing in me. He's working in me. He is enabling me to fulfill all the will of God. Lift your hands up like this. Say, Lord, work in me. Your will, your plan, your will be done. Thy kingdom come and your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen.